Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. What is it like when you visit the uh, hometown you grew up in? Has your experience changed over the years? Yeah, well, I I rarely venture back. I, I left my hometown when I got out of high school and I kind of never looked back. Mm-hmm. And, and you have explained you have a unique situation with moving around a lot. Yeah. So you didn't have a lot of long bonds with people in your hometown, no. friends. No, I didn't. I did. I mean, it was, uh, I went to the, the high school I graduated from just my senior year. So I'd never, I mean, I developed roots there, but I was in different schools and, uh, I no, I, I, well, I'll be honest to be candid. I have no desire to go back there. And every time that I, I, I do return, uh, I remember why I left. You hear that a lot from people. Well, that's just, I mean, I'm being honest, you know, and not, and that, that's not everybody. No. If I mean, it, it was a small, I, I will, I will say this. I didn't mind the home and the town I grew up in, which is, uh, very small and about 30 miles south, 25 maybe, 25 miles south east of International Falls. But the town of International Falls itself, which was the metro hub, all all four or 5,000 people that <laughs> live there, right? Uh, I, I do not miss. I mean, I, it's, I, I don't know. It's just, it never was me. And uh, every time I go back there, I find that the conversation is mundane. And mm-hmm. I, I have no desire to go back and be part of that. And there's nothing wrong with saying I know, that. I know. I, I, you know, yeah. like, it's it. I outgrew it. Right. It doesn't serve me anymore. Right. It's not who I am. That's okay. I know. I know. So uh, I, I would, I mean, I don't know if everybody has that experience because I know a lot of people in the town that we live now, which is, you know, not big, but the uh, benefit we have being just outside the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, is we can be in what I still consider a small town of a little over 50,000 people and have the benefit of being able to drive to the metro and get the culture and all the experience that you would get from Minneapolis and I, I love that being that close. Because I'm not from here, the city where we live, I forget that there are people that I know, a lot of people yeah. that are from here. Right, yeah. And their parents are here and they went to high school here and and they're friends with their high school friends who are here. And I forget that because I didn't, I didn't grow up here. Right. I moved here after college. So I didn't even go to college here. There's also a fairly large college for Minnesota. In our in the town where we live, there's and, a few of them that are really and good. a lot yeah. of people who wind up living here came here for college and then stayed because right. it's a, it's a clean, safe community. It's a wonderful community, yeah. and uh, I didn't do that either. So I I forget that all these people have these connections from college and growing up here, and I don't have those. Right? Yeah. I I, I what what do they call those townies? 
I think that's we, what. We had a townie festival this past weekend. Uh, it was called North Mankato Fun Days, which is uh, North Mankato being part of Man- the Mankato Metro here. And uh, that's a, a big chance for a lot of the people that grew up here mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get back together. And they share stories and they go down there and just it's a it's a great like classic small town get together. Yeah, there's right. a there's a carnival and a parade and yeah. a beer garden and bands and all all the things that you would expect from a small town festival. Right. I uh but I was listening to uh you and I both uh, a gentleman speak this past weekend and uh he talked about also growing up and uh, in rural small town middle America, which I think specifically those towns have been plagued by some of the uh, other issues that, you know, m- the more urban communities haven't seen. And when I say that, I'm talking about uh, attrition when it comes to population because mm-hmm. a lot of the young people leave and they never come back. And it creates kind of that quiet, almost dying environment, right? And, like, for the towns that you and I grew up in, you were in northern Minnesota, I was in northern Iowa. Yeah. Um, There were major employers yeah. that have since shut down. For me, it was Boise Cascade, which ran a paper mill in International Falls. And, and they didn't shut down, but they've way, it's it's no longer owned by them, and they've way scaled back. And there was a factory um, in the town where I grew up that was a huge employer right. that shut down a few years ago, and that took a big toll on the community. Um, but one thing that's cool about the town where I grew up is there are some young people who are from the town who own businesses and are working to revitalize the downtown community, which is really cool to in, see. And walk on? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And a, a few of them are high school friends of mine. Wow. And they, they own boutiques and flower shops and furniture stores and appliance stores. I love that. And they're working to revitalize the community and bring some life back to the downtown, which is what those kinds of towns need. You, you need to, if you're going to make it and stay alive... <laughs> As far as that type of thing, you're going to need to be like, well, we have a town here. At one, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a bright spot in southern Minnesota called Bedelia, mm-hmm. who, who had a horrific fire years ago. It's been about a decade now. I don't know if it's been quite that long, but close. It's, it's been, been close. close. And they rebuilt their main street, and it's and it's and they have a really active uh, uh, group there of individuals who have lived there a long time that are keeping the town alive and their festivals, and it's. It's growing, and we find ourselves, here's when you know you're doing it right. When people from the bigger city, metro areas, drive out to your small town for the experience, and we do that with Medelia. Yeah. And that's the thing when a small town is hit by something devastating, like the fire that burned down the main street in Medelia, and they didn't just say, like, well, too bad. They could have gave up, right. You know, like they built... They built it back even better. It's revitalized. It's clean. It's it's beautiful. That's a wonderful community down there. It really is. It's about just you know about half hour southwest of uh, us here in the Mankato area. But I think the reason, and I think a lot of people who grew up in the the small outstate towns in in Middle America, the people that left often find that when they go home. And this is sad, but I'll, I'll have to say that it, it is somewhat true. That there's really not a lot to do but get go to the hometown bar and mm-hmm. drink. That's what they do. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to do that. I don't find it that entertaining. 
So I haven't been back to my hometown in over a year. And the last time I went, I just was on the farm. My family all lives on a farm outside of town. So you don't have to go to town to go back to my hometown. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, right. So I haven't been in town, in my hometown, in a very long time. And I have a class reunion this fall. You do. Which I've talked about. And I'm planning on going. And I, I would, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little nervous. It's twenty years. Twenty year class reunion. Um, I don't drink anymore, and that was a big part of the social activities in my hometown for well, me, well, even in high school. And that's terrible, but it's true. It's both of us. Yeah. And so I'm a little nervous about how it's going to feel, and like. Am I going to fit in? Am I going to have fun? Is it going to feel like completely foreign, like a lot of other things in my life have? But it's something that I'm, it's a challenge that I want to take on just to see. Right. It's you and I grew up as far as the actual communities in pretty similar environments. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the, you know, the, the group of people that follow and, and, and attend the local churches. It's small enough to where everybody knows everybody's mm-hmm. business. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of go- town gossip and things like that. And we watched, you know, them kind of diminish over the over time. And it's weird because we live in a community here that is growing and really flourishing, right? Mm-hmm. We've got some great young business owners uh, that are really bringing the community to life and, and into the next generation. And then you go to your hometown that you grew up in and you've watched it just fall apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I'm going to be honest. It's not, it's not a pleasant experience to go to the, I mean, international falls, Minnesota. I mean, it, they're trying, it's not, but it's just not, <laughs> it's just, and I, and please, if you live there, I mean, I understand that there, there's a lot of people whose heart is still there, but it's just not what it used to be even. And it's, it's, there's a lot of kids that are attending school that just can't wait to get out of there, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not just, it's not just because that it's in rural Minnesota. It's just that there's, it just doesn't seem to be very alive. So here's an interesting dynamic for me. When I graduated from high school 20 years ago, my whole family, my parents and my sister and I, we all left. Yeah. We moved to Minnesota immediately following my graduation. And so I didn't, I wasn't really given a choice on if I was going to leave my hometown, like we all relocated. And so sometimes I wonder, like if my parents would have stayed in Wacom, Iowa, when I went to college, like what would my life have looked like? Right. Would I have wound up back there? Because it was very comfortable. Right. I had a great group of friends and they're still my friends. Sure. Um, You know, I knew everyone. It's all I had ever known. My grandparents were there. My cousins were there. Um, we were a tight knit family, and so I I often wonder what my life would have been like if my parents would have stayed when I graduated. Would I have wound up back there? Would I have been close? I don't know. Right. It's interesting, but I mean, I mean, I'm thankful for the way my life has progressed, but it just makes me wonder what it could have been like or what right. have been like. And again, it it goes back to this: there has to be a, there has to be the right group of people in these small towns across. Not just southern Minnesota and the mid, but all over the Midwest specifically, I would say, and even down south, that have to have the right group of people that are working actively to keep their community mm-hmm. vibrant. Yep. Right. 
And uh, again, I always bring up Medelia, which is a, an example here in southern Minnesota, because we'll try to keep a positive light on some of this. But I personally, uh, I, I, and I've said this to a few of my other friends that left. We grew up, like when I got out of high school, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I attended college for a little bit before I enlisted the Marine Corps. But that was the best decision I ever made because it got me away. Mm-hmm. And it cut the apron strings and the attachment that I had. And I went out and through just adventure and learning to be independent, uh, I, I had never had a desire. I mean, I remember when I got out, I'm like, I'm not going back up there. I had no desire to. And I think that a lot of people feel that. I recently had a conversation with a young man who uh, grew up in northern Minnesota as well, uh, in, uh, in the Central Lakes area up there near Brainerd and Bemidji and that area, but he said, you know, I was I was home this past weekend and there was a concert that, that comes every summer. And uh, I was with my friends and he's only been out two years, right? He moved down here and he said, I've never been part of so many meaningless conversations <laughs> in my life. Oh, I right? can see it, it yes. Was this, he goes, they live for that. They that That's their mm-hmm. one big event every year is to just get drunk and go to this outdoor music festival. And I thought, buddy, I feel you. I yeah. know exactly how that is. And for, uh, I think, a lot of young people today, that's a difficult thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. And they want it. I mean, because they're just, they're grow- they're living in a different world. And, man, to be out there where some of them don't even have real decent internet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's such a huge part of life today. Completely. It is. I mean, so it's like they just live in a different world. And it's, they've got, they, I think, I, I got the sense that he felt relief that he had escaped. Mm-hmm. And right? good for him for, yeah. for being able to verbalize that at such a young age. Right, right. Yeah, I even... spent a long time trying to hold on to to the past and, like, who right. I was when I was growing up. And I would go back to my hometown on weekends and, like, go immediately back into the behaviors and habits that I had when I was young. Even when I was in my 30s, right. I would go back and, and repeat those patterns. So I think being able to say like i've outgrown this this isn't who i am anymore right it's it's really powerful when i i think though that when you're in that environment around people you grew up with and and some of them love and trust you just follow the pack Mm -hmm. right you follow the crowd and you do and if you live there that's what you wind up doing absolutely and as humans that's how we're wired yeah we're wired to to follow the tribe i uh listened to uh again after a 30-year career <laughs> in radio almost, and you've got a couple of decades in yourself, one thing I've learned, I love listening to a lot of the celebrities and artists, some that I've met through the years, others that I haven't, but uh, listening to them talk about, because you know they're of that creative mindset, mm-hmm. and uh, if you grow up in, in an environment like that, sometimes you have to get away from it to really find out who you are Mm -hmm. because you spend too much time following everybody else and doing what they want to do. Oh, absolutely. And and you don't get the chance to discover yourself and your interests. And when you take the time to do that and it, and it doesn't happen overnight, right? James Hetfield, the lead singer of Metallica is pretty articulate when he talks about it. We watched him on a really good podcast over the weekend because that's now what we do on Saturday nights is <laughs> right. watch podcasts on YouTube, which is cool. I it actually is. like it. Yeah. Um, but he he was really interesting yeah. to hear his journey and how he had overcome addiction. a pretty serious yeah. addiction. Right. And 
turned his life around. But when I heard him talk about growing up and being in an area where, you know, it, when, when you have a creative mindset, if you're not, if you don't have access to other people who do and, and, and you're not doing things that mm-hmm. are helping, helping you along, that it's easy to get, fall into that trap. Cool. Yes. So when you get away, and I think a lot of people that have different ambitions get away and they get, they surround themselves with like-minded people, they find out who they really are. Mm-hmm. And that's a good, man, that is a great feeling. It really is because then you start, again, pursuing things that you love and you're passionate about versus just the everyday grind that they've tried to sell people for years. Or just doing what everyone else is doing because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Well, that's what I think that's what it boils down to. Right. right? If, if everybody else is doing it, it's that tribal thought pattern. Yes, if that's what everybody else is doing, then I have to do that. Right. Like, oh, well, I better do this because that's what everybody else is doing. Instead of stopping and asking yourself, do I really want to do this? Do I like this? Well, this comes up. I think this is a very relevant conversation this time of year because of the people that return to their hometowns and they, you know, for festivals, county fairs, all mm-hmm. of that stuff that's going on. And sometimes you feel like an alien yeah, because, because you've changed so much and it's not, you haven't changed. You just discovered who you really are. And Oh, you, that's such a good point. It is. Like it's I, a, you really, you really haven't. Right. You're different than you were, but you haven't changed. You just kind of found yourself. You're not changed. Yeah. And I tell people that I'm like, you don't, because, you know, I think we've all experienced that. Like when I was growing up, I didn't like to work on cars <laughs> and all, all mm-hmm. a lot of the kids mm-hmm. did. And I was like, I love cars. I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of really cool cars, but I like, I like to drive them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work on them, but there are some things I do like to create. And, uh, you know, they just, it was weird not to have, again, in a small rural town, it's tough to find. There was others, but we were a pretty small community. So when you get out and you find out who you really are, you feel alienated when you when you go back to, you know, an environment like that. And I, you can feel like, and I've said this on the podcast before, but there are, are a lot of times in the last six, seven months since I made the choice to stop drinking alcohol where I feel like an alien in my everyday life. Yeah. Right. But, but, but it does get better. It does get better because you start to understand what you really like. Right. But I do have a little bit of fear about going home for my 20th, my 20th class reunion this fall. And like, what is it going to be like? Like, will I feel completely out of it? Do you think, that everybody is still going to be acting like they were when you were in I high school. Know. I don't. Or or fresh out of high school. I don't know. Do they just still get together and just, you know, it's Friday and Saturday night. We're just going to go to the local watering hole or we're going to get together at such and such place and we're just going to drink. There's a lot of that, but there's there's a lot of people who left and, and have That's what I'm totally saying. separate lives. And I don't know even know how many of them are going to be there. So it's just... I think class reunions in particular create a lot of anxiety for people. Well, this year is my 35th. And you're not going? No. No. Well, well, I went there one year. I know. I get get that. And and I did meet some really good friends, right? I did. There was a couple of them that I, you know, I bonded with and I've stayed in touch with. And I get the invite every year. And I think to myself, I'm like, why? You know, I went, I knew you of my 
all of this time on this earth, I spent one year with mm-hmm. you guys, about nine months exa- specifically, and I don't have that much in common. And I, you know. If you think about it, class reunions are kind of odd. Oh, yeah. Like. Who started I, that? I haven't seen. Well, you want, you want to. <laughs> I haven't seen most of you in 20 you, years. Let's get together well, and spend a Saturday well, night. Like, I'll tell you why it got started. Because years ago, they didn't have social media true, or the internet. True. And so now, it's the only way to connect with people. I think less and less of the younger generation are going to attend things like that. Because they can stay in touch with the people they want. That's true. Easily. Right? But if, I mean, you go back 20 or 30 years ago and you had that once a year class re- class reunion, that's all you saw or mm-hmm. heard from each other. There was no internet or social media. To, with that's such a good point. Photos and everything else to keep you in touch. So you keep in touch today with the people that you want to. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I can't wait to fill people in on that experience because I really don't know what to expect. Right. And, you know, and I think that uh, for me, I will be honest. Just speaking from my perspective, I have no desire to go back and reminisce about any of the times. I mean, if I did, it would be with a small group of people out by the lakes, the big lakes, Captogma mm-hmm. and Namakin and the other guys that lived around those resorts and stuff. And we were so small and tight knit. And even the kids, on the road that I grew up with, yes, I enjoy them, but I don't want to go to International Falls and be part of a class reunion. I don't, I don't, that's just not me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I And do. I don't even, like. well, you, you even brought up when I was like, it's kind of, it kind of, and I've had this conversation with other kids I grew up with there that have left. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. It had definitely has the potential to. Well, it does. To be I mean, let's. I mean, I don't. I mean, if you're having a candid conversation mm-hmm. and you want to talk about the truth, I think a lot of people feel that. Mm-hmm. They do, and, you know. And it's not. I'm not taking shots at anybody no. that's still there because I know that there are people that live there that love the community and that are very active and doing their best to keep it going. And it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. But it was just never something that I felt like I was part of. And I didn't want to be part mm-hmm. of it. You know? And, it, and that's okay. And it goes back to what we were talking about. It takes... You'll you'll really figure it out in life when you start to concentrate on who you are. Because you don't have to like the same things that everybody else does. Just stop and think. Erase everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? Take it down to zero. And be ask yourself... What do I like to do by myself? Yeah, like what is right. what? When am I happiest? When yeah. do I feel the most content? So there's nothing wrong with that. So I think again that becomes a relevant conversation, specifically around this time of year, because everybody usually makes their way back to the community that they grew up in sometime during the summer. Especially if you still have family in that yeah, in absolutely. that community, whether it be your parents or extended family, and you're like, yeah. oh, I always go back for the 4th of July, or I always go back for the county fair. Right. And, I, you know, when I, I drive into the, the hometown where I grew up in, and there was a, when I was growing up there, there was a post office, there was a general store, and uh, there was a local tavern. And I think that's how small mm-hmm. and what not not International Falls, but the actual town. It was it's the name of the town is Ray, about twenty miles south of there. And I even lived another five six miles outside of that. But and when I drive into that, you know, down that main street now, and I see all of that boarded up and closed, and there's nothing there, mm-hmm. nothing. It's just literally it's dead. And I'm like that, you know, going back 40 years when I was a little boy riding my bike in there. And it, it felt good then because I didn't know any different. But now it's like I wasn't the only one who left. Everybody right. left. 
right? It's so, an interesting experience, and it can certainly be an eye-opening experience yeah. to go back, especially when you get to a point in your life where you feel secure in right. who you are, and then to go back. Right. Because you're not falling immediately into old patterns and old habits right. to really just be who you are and then go back and experience this place where it almost no. feels like a, a dream. Right. And what, <laughs> one of the things that even, you know, it's, and it's a, a progression through life. It just continues. Uh, and it, it continues today. I think when we decided to hang up our radio careers due to, I mean, we're just evolving, changing, mm-hmm. moving, growing, and do and work on podcasting and social media and things like that. I uh, to be able to get away from that corporate radio environment. As of that, 2022 is a huge year for us because I really feel like I've stepped out of that, and now I, for the first time in my adult life, I can completely be me and do whatever I want mm-hmm. and 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 excel at the things that I'm good at. It's almost like. We kind of took a mask off. Right. And you're I mean, like, now who's under here? <laughs> right. Right. That's what it feels like. You know, like, I mean, and, uh, nothing against country. I have a, a great deal of respect for because that was the last format. By the way, if you're going to do broadcast, you're not and you're going to make no a one's li- going to do broadcast. I know. But <laughs> in, in years past when I was doing it. And, right. It, and you can't get hung up on a format. You just take the hot format. You, which is the kind of music right. that the radio station plays, which. And I started with, oh, I did news and sports first. Then I did rock and I, you know, I did, I did everything. I did oldies. I did, you know, AC, which is adult contemporary. I did, and then wound up with country, our last gig, which was 11 years on that morning show. And I, well, we had a chance to meet and talk to Eric Church and some of the superstars in the actual uh, industry. And there were some guys that are great and have a great deal of respect for, but I'm not a country music fan i don't think i would label myself as that i'm i'm i enjoy all types of music i really do and i think one of my things that i've kind of kept hidden and i've talked to you about this over the past i would say decade i was like there's this this abundance uh, almost an embarrassment of riches when it comes to young pop talent yeah the pop music industry this generation has a great i mean I we I saw Camila Cabello open for Taylor Swift. Both of those artists, fantastic. I've said even going back into the '90s and last like two decades ago, you get the Jonas Brothers and some of these guys, and there's still Charlie Puth. I think is another one of the young guys today. But that's just examples of some of the young pop stars that are out there that are really really good, and I've enjoyed their music. And I would never talk about that on country radio because I would have got crucified. Oh right, right. They would have been like, "Come on, George." Right. I've mentioned that before, but. <laughs> There is a, there, and then there's some of the blues and jazz and some of the Americana guys, and there's so much talent out there, and we have access to all of it now mm-hmm. with the internet, right? Apple Music is a wonderful thing. Yeah. It really right. is. So is XM Satellite Radio, which you and I both love. There's a lot of, there's a wealth of entertainment yes. out there. <laughs> right. So I guess the question is, and, and we, we're bringing this up, and we'd love for you to weigh in. Message us if you want, or you can weigh in on our social medias. What is it like? When you go back to the town you grew up in, your hometown, do you, do you do you enjoy the conversation? Do you miss it? Do you are you just is there 
are you is there are you reaffirmed as to why you left? Right. Do you look right? forward to going back? And if you still live in the town where you grew up, right? Maybe. Like, how have you changed, yeah. and and what does that look like? And what kept you there? Mm-hmm. Right. It's those yeah. questions. So uh, on that note, by the way, we'll, we'll, we have something up as far as evolution and change. Since I've hung up my radio headphones, uh, a big part of that is I always said, well, I'm done with this. I'm getting back into a healthier lifestyle, right? And uh, I've, we had a chat with John Jameson, the owner of JP Fitness here in Mankato, and we've got that up, right? Yeah, it's on. if you search George and Jess on Facebook or YouTube, you can watch the interview. And John really talks about what sets JP Fitness apart, which you've heard us talk about. Right. Um, at length and just what the process is of joining and what a membership looks like. And also they have new classes. They do. Which is super exciting. They have a whole new schedule, a couple new offerings, including Pilates, which I'm thrilled upon thrilled about. Um, And so we talk about all of that with John and it's just a great conversation. So I know that a lot of you have messaged us like poking around for information. Just watch the video with John. Right. Well, he's the coolest. Schedule a tour and and you will not regret it. You won't. It's I mean it is literally a life changing experience. We also this past weekend is, let's talk about accomplishments for a sec. We figured out we made well we made a decision. We made a decision as to what we're going to do uh, as we continue to evolve and grow as far as a comfortable, uh, relaxed setting. I wanted to bring guests into. When we do some podcasts, so we'll right? start having guests um, soonish. Right. We ordered some furniture, which is a big step for me because that means I actually made a decision. Right. And some equipment, and so we'll we'll start having um, guests here and here now. Right. On the podcast. Oh, and we've got some good ones here and lined there. up. We'll have guests here and there, <laughs> not here and now. God. So, and also we, we we've done some work on our bedroom, by the way. Looking ahead, and we bring these guys up all the time, if you need your air conditioning looked at or you're worried about any it's of that, be hot. it's going to be hot. The extended forecast, if you look at it, it's going to be a classic late July into the dog days of summer. We're talking no rain, and we're talking mid-90s, it looks like, for an extended stretch. Again, you hear us talk about the guys all the time at Ryan Plumbing and Heating and Ryan Electric, whether it's... Uh, any of your service for your furnace, air conditioning systems, uh, if you're looking for plumbing issues, electricity, all of our home repairs, pick up the phone, give Holly a call. Again, we've got a link on our website, uh, georgeandjess.com. We only work with, and all of the uh, people, by the way, that support and advertise on this podcast and our page are businesses that I know and uh, I've come to trust and work with over mm-hmm. the years. So, and I know we're heading into that time of year, and before you know it, fall's going to be here as well. So, again, Ryan Plumbing and Heating and Ryan Electric. We've got a link on our website. Go to georgeandjess.com. All right, have yourself a fantastic Monday. We'd love for you to weigh in. Tell us about what it's like to go back to your hometown. We all do it, it seems like, every summer. georgeandjess.com. All right, we'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode at 6 a.m.